We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Today, we have an awesome guest, and you know, he's going to talk all about how to turn setbacks into rocket fuel. I Dis- cannot wait for disclaimer, this. Disclaimer, again, disclaimer, guys. We did took that headline from his page, content, everything, because Ooh, it was so good. So we're good. like, hey, we're going to snatch this one up for this show real quick. It was Gucci Gucci. Fonsi, do we have do we have a sponsor today? Yes, indeed we do. All right. Who is Tell it? me more. Who is it? Tell me more. It's the Biz Bros, guys. <laughs> it is us. We are our own sponsors with Content Momentum. So you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you have a long form piece of content, you're like just like this one you're listening to or watching, we can take it from you and turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets, and then you can use it as your little minions to go oh, into social yeah. media and get you some clients. So again, if you have that long-form piece of content and you want us to do our magic with it, just slide in our DMs Let at Brosco at BizBrosco in Instagram and Facebook. That's right. If you're listening, guys, please don't forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosco. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, because, again, today's guest is epic. Don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. I hope everyone listening today has their coffee or energy drinks at hand. Today's guest will leave you pumped up. We met him through Instagram and immediately after watching his content, we knew he would be a great fit for Content is Profit. Not just because of his epicness, but because he believes in content big time. That's right. Have you ever seen the Instagram post that says... If you hang out with me for too long, I'll brainwash you into believing in yourself. Well, I think today's guest might have actually come up with that phrase. I don't know, but, you know, he should definitely trademark that just in case. Either way, keep listening so you can see how you believe you can achieve anything by the end of this episode. Not only that, he is the host of the What Are You Made Of podcast, which made the top 100 in under three months. But wait, there's more. Yahoo Finance named him one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020. And he has built a company to $10 million in annual revenue two times from scratch. Epic. I hope by this point you already finished your energy drink and are ready to take some notes. With that being said, please welcome host of the What Are You Made Of podcast, proud husband and father, and... The rocket fuel you need, Mr. Mike Sirock. <laughs> Welcome, Mike. What's up? Hey, 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 fellas. Listen, I, I love to see brothers getting along like this, having fun rather than fighting because I fought with my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we went through that stage too, you know? I know. I, it got a little old after a while. So, you know, we decided <laughs> just to do a podcast together and just like have a blast. So, yeah. Dude, Mike, thank you so much for being here on the show. Uh, we're ex- extremely excited to share your message, man, your story, mm-hmm. uh, especially after we connected through, you know, your Instagram, man. And, uh, you know, I've been like kind of digging through your content. And I'm like, yes, I can do anything. You know, that's the feel <laughs> I need. And uh, it's it's been amazing. So what, like, who's Mike, man? Like, do you want to share a little bit of your story with, with the audience and get to know you a little bit better? 
yeah, fellas, listen, I, I want to be, I want to be people's heroes. Like I'm looking for opportunities to, you know, make people feel the way my heroes made me feel. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the push and the drive every single day that I'm thinking that there's people out there that need to feel the way I felt when I was down and out and, and, and in dark spots, man. And, you know, I'm, I'll never forget my mentors and the people that pulled me out, which I, you know, a lot of people call them mentors, but if you have a good mentor that pulls you out, gives you hope and takes you to the next level, that person to me is another definition of that is a hero. Yeah. And so I'm just looking to see whose hero can I be every morning I wake up, whose hero can I be today? And so, uh, you know, that's, that's my mission, man. Wow. That's such a powerful question though. Like I, I love, I, I love the fact that it's like, it is feeling related, right? And you said, you know, like how they made me feel and I want to transfer that feeling. I think that's super powerful. You know, I've honestly never heard it that way before, but you know, feelings are what they drive you to take actions. It's not like facts and all other stuff. It's the feeling. So that that's super cool. How I'm I'm curious, you know, what happened pre that feeling, right? Pre pre mentors, pre heroes. <laughs> Well, so look, guys, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life. And I think everybody can look back and, and pinpoint things that have gone on in their lives that were setbacks, right? Mm. Or negativity or difficulties or people that were just draining them or what have you. You know, mine started back, you know, I came from a broken home. Um, don't ever remember my family, my parents together. Mm. You know, I, I thought that was normal, though, because that's all I knew, right? I would go to my dad's every other weekend while I lived at my mom's and Then I would go to my grandparents a lot and dealt with a lot of conflict with child support, alimony, not alimony, child support and uh, the custody battles, all this jazz. Then step parents got involved and then there's jealousy things and just a bunch of mess, man. And, you know, I was living with my dad for three years from eight to 11. And during that period of time, it was a rocky road, man. It was a lot of mental, mental and psychological abuse and yeah. just things weren't good, man. And so I was riding home one day from my mom's house after being there for a weekend and I was going over these hills in Southeastern Pennsylvania. And I, I used to get so nervous and anxious going back to my dad's house for some reason. And we'd be on these hills and my stomach would be a knot. So my mom sensed something yeah. and she said to me, you know, something's bothering you. What's the matter? And I, and I shared with her my feelings, my, my thoughts of what I was, you know, going through. Yeah. And she said, Hey, that Mikey, they used to call me Mikey back in the day. <laughs> can we Mikey, call you Mikey? Yeah. yeah you can call me Mikey, <laughs> Steve Rock, Mikey, whatever. Uh, yeah, but she said, you know, that's not normal. You yeah. know, that's not ordinary. See, and remember, I thought this was an ordinary thing. So she said, no, you, you got to do something. You, is this something you want to live in, in that environment? Yeah. And so, you know, I eventually said no. And she went and filed court papers mm. and uh, for, to get custody of me. Now, at that time, I'm 11 years old. So, you know, the courts always want to know, you know, are you mature enough to make a decision? So, you know, dealing with that, I went through child psychologists and court and all this other stuff as a young age, a young age and going through that stuff. It's kind of weird and scary as a kid, but you know what it did yeah. for me is developed who I am today. And it mm. added, added fuel and ingredients into the sea rock that you see in front of you. So, but when I, my dad found out with these court papers, I came home from school one day and he said, uh, you know, this got this envelope here, go back in your room and wait for me. And I sat in that room for about five minutes, which probably felt like about five hours at that moment. because oh, I was, anxious and just waiting to see what was going to happen. I knew it was in the envelope. And, you know, my dad came back and he said, you know, what this in the envelope says that you want to move back with your mom. Now, by the way, keep in mind, my dad was my hero. 
He's, he, he always had uh, uh, rough hands from laying block and pouring concrete. That's why the bricks back here. Yeah. Um, I still love him, man. I don't get to talk to him, and, and I, don't, I don't hold any grudges. As a matter of fact, I'm thankful that I had him do what he did, but yeah. I'm about to tell you the story. But he was my hero. He always had a wad of $100 bills in his pocket. And I always looked up to him for that. And he always had a knot with a, a rubber band around it, right? Yeah. And I and I was like, "This is that's cool, you know." And he always used to flash it and all. So he said, "You know, this envelope says you want to move back to your mom, and you know they don't have it that well there. You know, uh, is that something you want to do? We have it good here. You know, are you sure about that?" And I said, "Yeah, my mom told me anytime I have something I believe in to stick to my guns, and I remembered that at that moment. Like, stick to your guns. Mm-hmm. People will mm-hmm. try to talk you out of things." when you believe in something and it's up to you to stick to it. So I remembered that and I stuck with it and he said, okay, if that's the case. That's what you want. You're going to need this. He takes the hundred dollar, the wad out and peels one off, crumples it up and throws it at me and says, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Wow. Ooh. And you know, when I'm, you're not an 18 year old kid, 11 year old kid, this happening to you, you're thinking to yourself mm. like, you know, I, I had two things go through my head. Now, some people might get, demolished and crushed by that but see your 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 strengths or your your assets become your liabilities as well mine stubbornness i'm very stubborn <laughs> and so i said to myself i'm not letting them win i'm gonna, i'm not gonna need that money but i also said to myself i thought this was an ordinary situation i can't be the only person in this situation mm. there's got to be other people that have been given up on by their hero their trainer has thrown in the towel on them when they're in the ring fighting I, I just can't be the only one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to help people. I'm going to show people that you can go through this and still succeed and not just succeed, uh-huh. but, but take, take, take it to the next level or like just into orbit. Like I always talk about with the rocket fuel. Love it. So, um, at that moment I decided that and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but at first I just, you know, said, Let, let's be a role model to people. Let's just go and try to excel at everything I do, be the best I possibly can. Don't ever settle. And I did that to start. And then that led into what I do now is just building people, man, being around people and helping them try to achieve greatness and help them see the greatness that they may not know that they even can achieve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Mike, dude, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. I, honestly, I was not, not expecting this. Like uh, last episode too, somebody shared a, a very deep story. Thank you. Because yeah. vulnerability is one of the things that we ch- talk about. And it's incredible how you grabbed that experience and you made it your own. And now you're able to help all these amazing people. It's, it's, uh, it's the fuel, right? How, how do you change perspective, right? Like this happened when you were 11. Like, did it take you a bit? Like, was it immediate? Because, you know, you're stubborn and you're like, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to change. And, uh, you know, personally, I have a hard time thinking like at 11. Wow. And if it's true, like how? Like, teach me because I need to I need to talk. I need to share this story with my son. My son is almost two, but I want to <laughs> keep it in there. So when he's like, you know, the, the age, I'm like, look at, you know, look up to this guy. Right. Like, I need you to 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 craft this and make it your own as well. So was it something that it was immediate or was it like a series of events and experiences that you might have had growing up to then be like, you know, this is it. This is my identity. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. So despite the fact that I was around a lot of broken people, not just in that house, but just in my family in general, a lot of alcoholism, yeah. a lot of drug abuse, uh, a lot of mental um, issues, anxiety and what have you. Despite that, I had a lot of loving people around me as well. And my mom mm-hmm. being one of them and my stepfather who who became my dad, George, we call him George. Yeah. I was very fortunate to have people around me that 
that showed me that it's up to you to make a difference. It's up to you how you respond to things that happen mm -hmm. to you. And see, here's the thing. So when I kept having the things happen over and over again, and I'm like, okay, if this is going to happen over and over again, I've got to figure out a way not to be held back by it. Yeah. I got to figure out a way to use it somehow. Mm. So this went through my mind as a kid and I just started directing it into sports and school and making sure I did everything I possibly could to, to, to use it to my advantage. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly where that came from, but I just know that if you can grasp the concept of all setbacks, negativity and difficulties, even if it's people can be converted into rocket fuel for your future. Yes. And once you become aware of that, that everything that that happens always comes with a better blessing or some kind of better benefit from it. It always is the case. Yeah. But while you're in that scenario, while you're closer in proximity to the setback or difficulty, you don't see it. So the closer you are to it, it's harder to see the benefits that are going to come from it. So yeah. you just need to know that ahead of time. And then when, once you know that setbacks are rocket fuel, and they're uh, a benefit to you, yeah. then you start looking for setbacks. You start looking for problems. You start looking for things mm. that you can work on and solve, right? Instead yeah. of running away, instead of trying to get out of problems, trying to get out of setbacks, trying to avoid setbacks. That's where no growth happens. So the reason that this is so important, fellas, the, and I want to get this out to people and teach this, this to people, is that the only way to grow and take things to the next level and explode and have explosive growth is to actually look for problems and setbacks Ooh. actually look for them and then just like you're hunting yeah. and then you create fuel from them yeah. and so when you're running from them all the time and you're trying to get out of trouble try to get out of problems try to get out of this that's when nothing happens you stay stagnant and you go downhill so yeah. I, that's a very important concept to get get out to people yeah wow I, I, you know that I can tell you are an entrepreneur just by that last phrase, right? Like, look at the, the look for the problems. Like, you know, those problems bring opportunity. And a little bit before that, what you meant, what, what you were talking about, I kind of translated it into responsibility. Like, own the things that happen to you, right? Because a lot of a lot of people, right? Um, they are pointing fingers like, oh, no, what's that person's fault? Or, I cannot do anything about it. And they're just like, they, they live in that victim mentality yeah. instead of like, well, I was here. This happened. You know, I could have done something different. So this wouldn't happen to me, right? Or I could have reacted different. There's a lot of things. And I'm going to do my, my questions after I mentioned this other one because I, I think this one is cool too. <laughs> I just finished reading a book called toxic charity and the guy talks that a lot of people when they see problems right in society they they see the problems but in a negative way especially when it comes to charity right like oh for example we live in jacksonville and a lot of people when they talk about jacksonville they're like oh the number one murder rate city in this in the united states instead of focusing like yes that is a problem but that problem also means an opportunity right And there's a lot of opportunities that comes with that. So what you're talking about is looking at the at, at the problems with an opportunity lens, which I think is super important for people to understand. Because if you're if you're just looking for the problem with the problem lens, you're probably gonna fall into that victim mentality. So now my question is, you know, how do you go about changing people victim mentality mm -hmm. to? you know, the other one, they're taking responsibility and owning anything that happens to you. So anybody I ask this question to always picks the same answer. And this is how you paint the picture for people. Do you want to be the puppet or the puppet master? 
<laughs> now, I, don't, I haven't met anybody that said the puppet yet, but what happens <laughs> when you allow responsibility to go somewhere else and not take it on your shoulders and take control of things, you are the puppet. Hmm. You're allowing your freedom and your control up for somebody else. Anytime you point the finger and blame someone else or blame an excuse or reason, you're giving that up to those those things or those people. And that's not okay with me. Yeah. So when I really paint that picture to someone, hey, listen, you're playing a victim. And everybody's heard that before. So they just brush it to the side and they shut down. Instead of saying that, say, listen, do you want to be a puppet or puppet master? Mm. Do you want to be in control or do you want somebody else to control you? The answer to that is never the puppet. Yeah. So then, then from there you say, okay, here's what's happening. Let me paint this picture for why you're the puppet right now. And it's so true. And you know, the, the, the news and the media, you can see it all the time. That's what they do. Oh, and that, that, yeah. that, that's a problem. So, so over that, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you think people are afraid um, of taking responsibility? They're afraid of, you know, assuming that is their, their fault, whatever happens outside of it. Do you think they're afraid of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, subconsciously, your mind is designed to always make sure your 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 reactive mind is always to make sure that you're right. It always trying to pro like yeah. provide examples or ideas in your head to make sure that you're right all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And so people are worried more about being right than success. They're worried more about being right than having a successful relationship, a successful business. Um, they're more worried about that, but yeah. it's really their subconscious mind doing that to them. And self-sabotaging. So you have to actively grab a hold of that and create triggers for yourself. Yeah. That when you start to blame someone or you start to play the victim mentality, that you have to realize it, acknowledge it, and then take it back and take control. Because it, it's not that they're scared. It's just that your mind is programmed that way, that your reactive mind is to show that you're right. And you made right decisions and you did the right thing, even yeah. though it's not right. Yeah. It's kind of like a your, your reactive mind is kind of like an idiot. Yeah. And it does, it does the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and we, that's what his job is. We we might go into a rabbit hole here, but I, I still want to like maybe make this comment, right? Because as I see my son grow up, right, like he he started like just crawling, and then he started walking, and and then he falls, and then he gets up again, and he keeps going, right? So obviously, you're not born with that like being afraid of taking responsibility, right? He doesn't think about like, oh man, what is my dad gonna think, right? Uh, he just like gets up and keeps going, right? So is this an indoctrination problem? Is this like the, like, are we not allowing the majority of people to have access to this kind of information to make sure that we all see problems or setbacks as opportunities? Or is this something that is, that we have no control over? Yeah. That's true. That like these beliefs must come from somewhere, right? Along or life. Yeah, I mean, we're all indoctrinated by it. Um, as I mentioned already on television, you see it all the time. Mm. And part of the pandemic issue, the pandemic, there is a real virus. There is a real thing that's mm. going on, but it's much more worse because of the the media and the way they take the approach yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so that's to give you an example. And we're all programmed that way. And then our families are all programmed that way because our parents don't want to see us fail. So they try to protect us. Yeah. And it, it stems from that. But also I don't think there's a big push out there on the mainstream media to make sure people understand yeah. uh, their, their, con their subconscious mind and what it does to them and how it self-sabotages them. No. Yeah. Um, and I think people, uh, they want people to be in that way. And a lot of politicians, I think, want to be that way because it creates chaos and division so that not one mass group of people can get together and overthrow the government, for example. Yeah, yeah. So 
we we talk with a lot. Thank you, by the way. I know, like it, it might have been you know a loaded question, especially with everything yeah. going around. But uh, you you mentioned about like how like creating those triggers for yourself when you get in these situations, right? How we talk with a lot of entrepreneurs, content creators that are facing like real fear of going in front of a camera or sharing their message, you know. Uh, you know, through your publishing, we see that you're very loud. You're very passionate about this because you have a, an amazing story and you've seen the results and you've seen the results in people and you mm -hmm. have a really cool mission. But some people are trying to find that, you know, some people that we talk to, but it's okay. Who's, what's my story? Like, what's the thing that I can add to the world? And they might find themselves falling into that dark hole of, you know, not accepting responsibility. How, How do they go about to start identifying those triggers? Like, do they have to invest in somebody? Do they have to make the decision? Like, how, what's that? Like, what do you see as a first experience to start creating those triggers? Uh, well, first, the first thing is, is that you need to find what you want to do with your life. You need mm. to really get it. Like, I always start with this because it's so important. If you don't have this, you don't have a direction. So if you were in a desert and you found a lamp and then you rubbed it and a genie popped out and you had the opportunity for three to five wishes of anything you wanted, yeah, what would you say and what would you write down if that was the case? What would you tell that genie? Nothing impossible, no limitations. What would it be? Are you asking us or is this rhetorical? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying, do you know the answer to that question for yourself? I think right now. Is it something that you think about every day and you write down every day? Yeah, I mean, lately, yes. The Business-wise, yes. We, I know for sure. I think on the on the personal side, I'll be a little <laughs> bit more thinking about it. Yeah. Well, like here's an example. So I write, I write my stuff down every day. Okay, I write down what I want to accomplish in my personal life, what I want to accomplish in my business, what I want to accomplish in my physical fitness. Yeah. I write it down every day because I want to be clear on it. So when I'm making decisions, when I go throughout my day, that I'm making decisions that are all leading to my goals and my big visions that I want to do. If it comes down to a decision that I'm trying to make and it goes against these, I'm self-sabotaging myself. Mm. So first and foremost, you need to know what you want. And so you need to write it down and you need to write it down every day to make sure that you remind yourself every single morning you're clear on your mission. The days, and I'm not perfect, the days that I don't do it, the days are, are the days I get off track and are the days that I'm not going towards my mission and goals, and that's self-sabotaging. So that's number one. Yeah. And number two, once you figure out those things, they got to be so big that it moves the needle for you. They got to be things that you are willing to sacrifice things for. You're willing to give up other things to get these things. Because if it's not big enough and, and it's not that grand and you're not willing to give up other things to get to it, then it's not even worth writing down. Yeah. Because you won't do the things that you need to do. Okay? So when you have intentions of doing something and you – want to do it but the counter intentions this comes from grant cardone he's a mentor of you know one of my main mentors yeah the counter intentions are greater than your intentions then you're not going to accomplish them so you have to mm. analyze those things and then what happens is you become obsessed if it's enough to move the needle it's big enough to move the needle you become obsessed and so that's what happened with me i became obsessed with getting known globally to be able to help as many people as possible millions of people how can i help millions of people if i don't get known Yeah. So one thing, you know, you got to make it about yourself for a little bit for a minute, not your ego, but just to, you know, look, I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to get out of obscurity. How can I do that? Every morning I wake up, I'm thinking to myself, how can I get known? How can I get known globally? How, what do I got to do? Who do I got to talk to? Mm. Who do I need to follow? Whose content can I get into and learn how to do it? Well, yeah. to me, who's the, who's the number one influencer, social media influencer on the planet as far as business goes? I mean, Uncle G. 
He, he's Grant definitely Cardone. on, yeah. So, okay. so, so, so why wouldn't I go to him, immerse myself in his content, invest in his programs and learn? And that's what I did. And so that put me on a mission and I just will look at his stuff and then I try to do, not copy it, but do it for myself and frame it for myself. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's, that's the thing guys, obsession, commitment, obsession, and then taking action on it. Yeah. And so that's what a lot of people don't do it. The other thing is when you do a video for the first time and you don't, you look at it and you're like, ah, oh, man, my voice is terrible. Oh, I don't like listening to myself. Oh, the way I look, uh, uh, you know, you're picking it apart. Yeah. Those are the counter things that are going against your intention for what you want to accomplish. Yeah. So you can't let that happen. You got to keep doing it. Keep doing it consistently over and over again. And before you know it, six months from now, a year from now, you won't even recognize yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so one one quick story. I was walking on. I have a boardwalk here by the ocean, right out here, and I take my daughter out there some mornings and walk. And one morning we were down at the end of the ocean, or at the end of the boardwalk, and there's a big Ferris wheel at the end. And we started walking away from the Ferris wheel, and I said, "Don't look back for a while. I'll tell you when to look back." So we just kept walking, and we get about a mile and a half up, and I say, "All right, look back at that that Ferris wheel." And she said, "Wow, look how far away that is." Yeah. And I said, you know, we didn't get here by jumping here one step or one big step or snapping our fingers. We actually got here one step, small step at a time. Yes. And it was just consistently stacking on top of each other. And look how far we've come. Mm -hmm. So you cannot look back every step because you won't see the progress. But when you do it over a long period of time and you look back, you see uh, a year from now, this movement that I've been doing a year from now, look how far I've come in only a short year. And so... There, that's my two cents. I, no, that, I, that was more like a million bucks. Just say, just yeah. say, and then thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. That reminds me actually a quote that I just read today that it, it is, it said, small steps beats big dreams. So, it, it, and that that's it, you know, like sometimes I feel like a lot of people, especially nowadays with, you know, all this content out there and everybody being exposed to very successful people, we tend to immediately compare ourselves Or they want to their day 1,000, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. we do that video and we're like, oh, no, I don't look or sound like that one guy. Yeah, but look at their day at their day one, right? Yeah. It's probably yeah. even, even worse than yours. Who knows? <laughs> but they did it and they continue doing it. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing well, that. Well, you're welcome. But what the other thing is, is that the, the, the journey to success is invisible mm. most of the time. So like if somebody were to look at a Gary V or Grant or somebody, And look at them and say, you know, wow, man, I, I should be there. And they do a video and it's not good. They don't know about the 20, 30 years that they put in ahead of time to get to this point and how many videos that they've done and how many yeah, yeah. things that they've done to get to where they are. And nobody sees that. Now, what I'm trying to do is document my journey. Like, I already know I where it. I'm going. Yeah, I, I, I'm fully committed and I already know I have a clear picture of where I'm going. So I want to document my journey and my setbacks and what I learn with people as I go so that they can see that when they run into a hurdle or they don't like their video that they did, hey man, C-Rock did that too, but look what he did and overcame that. Yes. Yeah. So. That, that just makes it so relatable, right? And sometimes a lot of people just try to, you know, uh, redesign the wheel, I guess that's the expression, <laughs> right? Like, how can I create the whole new, old, old brand new, right? Something totally yeah. different. And your, your, your own journey is unique by itself. So just by you're being original just by documenting your own journey. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people just, it's difficult for them to comprehend that because they yeah. think original content has to be 
Netflix level production or something like that, right? <laughs> that is going to take a bunch of resources when all we need, the only resource we need is the phone and you can literally just pop it in front of you and start talking to it and, and, and share your message. And I want to back up a little bit, right? You talk a little bit about self-sabotage. You, you mentioned that. And I'm curious because that happens, right? Like what you said, I'm about to post this video and then you're like, oh, I don't like my, my voice or how I look on this one. And you start self-sabotaging yourself. And if someone goes and they are like, I'm not going to do it. And they put their phone down. They never publish it. They start beating themselves up. And I think that that is super easy for them to become a habit of self-sabotaging themselves and going down this rabbit hole. So how do people deal with that self-sabotage? Is it by, you know, what you were mentioning about your goals being that big enough that they're moving the needle, that your intentions have to be that big? Or is there a way for them to get out of that mindset, that, that negativity mindset, I guess? First of all, people need to stop worrying about what people think of them. Yep. So that's that's Amen. what it's all about. They're not, they're not worried about themselves at that point. They're worried about what people think of their voice or their video or their content or their message. Me, look, I'm putting it out there. If some people don't like it, great. If some people have something to say that I should have said this instead of that, great. Mm-hmm. If people like it, awesome. Yeah. But I'm but I'm but I'm putting it out there and they're talking about me. Yeah. Right? That's what matters. Yeah. That guys, all it matters is if you're ethical and you're doing things and you have a great mission that you're on to do something good all that matters is that you're they're talking about you and so that's one thing the other thing is when it comes to uh i forget your question now at this point but i think that's the main thing was not worrying about what people think of you but what was it yeah it was a self-sabotage right like how people oh, yeah. get out of that negativity loop yeah so where your commitment lacks is where your attention is going to lack if you're committed to something your attention and everything is going to be on where your commitments are so When I talk about moving the needle and making sure your goals and visions are big enough to really make you excited and give up things, then you won't self-sabotage yourself. And when you're making those decisions, like I said, you have to think about, is this decision, this this action going to lead me to my commitment of my goal or is it going to lead me away? Am I building or am I tearing down? Am I doing good or am I doing bad? Yeah, that's It's very simple. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm not perfect, guys. Like I said, I preach this stuff all the time and sometimes... You know, I think I feel like I talk at people a lot of times. And that's one thing. Here, I'll share this with you to this weekend. I was um, with Brandon Dawson, who's uh, the CEO and co-founder of uh, Cardone Ventures. Yeah. And Brandon was talking to me about talking at people as opposed to talking with people and mm-hmm. listening more. And, you know, I'm working on myself as I go. There's things that I need to constantly work on. I'm never going to stop doing that. But one of the things I need to get better at and I can feel is listening better. Mm. Matter of fact, I just told you I forgot your question before, didn't I? <laughs> so, so. But the first 30 minutes were amazing. So you, you yeah. conquered the first 30 minutes. <laughs> but but, but you, you have to consistently work on yourself yeah, and absolutely. be open to criticism from people, especially yeah. people that are further along on their journey than you are. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I, I learned that this weekend and there's going to be some things that I'm going to be changing and implementing to, to propel myself even further. Um, and, and I'm not afraid to, to admit that and share that with people as I go, because I want to, I want people to be better, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so awesome. Like I, I want to like relate that to something that we've done content, right? Like even, even last year we didn't have the show. There was like a lot of things that we didn't do on the content space. Right. Pretty, uh, pretty much nothing. Pretty much nothing. <laughs> and it, it came to a meeting that we had with different business owners that, you know, we're selling this service on content great results for the clients, but they were like, Hey guys. Where's yours? And we're yeah. like, huh, you know, 
look at the clients. Like, never mind. And these yeah. guys are like, no, like we like the trust level just plummeted. And after that, we're like, you know, you mentioned here commitment plus obsession plus taking action, right? At that point for us, because of the capacity and the resources that we had, you know, we had to do something called the minimum viable content. We're like, how can we stay consistent? Because, you know, our mission is X, Y, Z, right? We need to publish every single day. How can we do that, right? So we measure what are our resources, what's our capacity, and we decided to go live every single day. Since that day, everything has just gone up, like, amazing, right? Hockey stick effect, new clients, people that want to work with us, People that we want to work with them, right? The, the guys that we want to take a beer out for a beer and have a good time. They're our clients. It's, it's amazing, right? And the relationships that we're building. And then the show started, right? And then with the show, everything went out to to, to new level. But it was that. It was the commitment plus the obsession plus taking action every single day. And we did just like you did, right? We started documenting our journey. We would tell a story of what happened that day, not worrying about what other people were thinking. And then, you know, getting getting feedback. Like, oh, man, that resonated. Sweet, let's talk again about that, right? Oh, man, that, that didn't resonate. Why? Let's learn a little bit more. Let's engage with the audience. Let's learn from them. And it's just a process, and we just change the perspective on, hey, the content that we're putting out is not going to be 100% like the best thing ever, but we can learn a lot from that, not only the experience, but also what the audience is saying. And that completely changed the business. Yeah, you know, and I want to share something with with the ones listening right now because it is something that helped me personally realize, you know, kind of like that self-sabotage. And it is, you know, it took me personally. I knew I had to start creating content like three years ago and I would have the camera and I became a perfectionist <laughs> as an excuse not to publish, right? At that point, I didn't know that was the excuse not to publish. <laughs> In my eyes, it was like, it's just not good enough. You know, I need the camera. I need to look cool and stuff. But now when I look back, right, I realize that I was just putting excuses to myself not to do it. And what I want to share with people that helped me a lot change this perspective and, and know when I'm self-sabotaging myself is, and I got this from a book I, I quoted mentioned uh, plenty of times. It's called the, the Courage to be Disliked. And is that we use actually, you know, this... Um, traumas, if you want to put it that way, or excuses, we we don't let the trauma create us. We want a certain result, and we use the trauma not to achieve it, because that's exactly what we want. If we're not like we 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 don't want it bad enough, right? So now, when I'm about to do something, and I I find all these like self sabotaging thoughts coming into my head. I'm like, oh, no, I'm just trying to create excuses not to do this, right? Do I really want it? Yes. Okay, go. And I love how you put it, which is like a binary decision. Like, is this driving me closer to my goal? Yes. No. It's that simple. And sometimes we ju we tend to complicate it so, <laughs> so much. And with that being said, I'm curious, you know, with the people that you work with, what are some of the, the biggest challenges uh, when you're working with them? What, what, what are some of those biggest challenges they have? to become the person that they want to become. I think, I think uh, what, what it comes down basically to is the fundamentals of what I told you before, finding your vision and goals, knowing what they are, being very clear with those, visualizing them, mm. and then from there creating micro targets to how to get to them and taking action. That I mean, and then being consistent and just keep going and not giving up. That's basically it. Wow. That's simple. But guys, what, one thing I want to point out with you guys, what you did when you started making the commitment to go live every day and create content every day, 
you guys weren't being role models at first. You're, you're, you guys were doing business with people and tell them this and that, and they need to do this and that, and you weren't doing it yourself. So you weren't being role models. And I believe, to me, I look at, eyes are all on me all the time. I, I think to myself, even before I started putting content, my family's watching me, my kids are watching me, my employees yeah. are watching me. Everybody's watching to see what I do. So mm. when you approach it that way, you're like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta show up now. Yeah. yeah, I have to show up, right? So that's one thing that you did um, that I noticed when you're saying that is that you, you became role models. And the other thing is you got out of obscurity. So when yeah. you get out of obscurity, people know you, they're going to help and work with you. But if you do, they don't, you're not putting it out there, then you're going to get less customers. It's a numbers game, right? Absolutely. So those two things made a big difference in your business, I bet. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So going off of that, right, like uh, COVID happened. The show wasn't live then when COVID hit. And a lot of our clients, our brick and mortars in the city, completely closed, right? So they call us. We get all the phone calls within the week. And they're like, guys, like there's no paycheck coming your way because we have to close. We don't know how long this is going to happen, right? At the time, we're doing the Facebook lives. We had, you know, good customers here and there, but it wasn't crazy. And we're like, like, holy crap, like th that's it. Like business is done. Like in the next two months, if we don't do anything radical, like that's it, right? And, and then Fonsi said here, and it's like, hey, let's change perspective, right? We already were trying to get out of th that type of client, right? We want to help these other type of client because like we sync with them, we understand, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, sweet, this is the time to release the show. The reason we do the show three times a week live like this is because we actually have to do it, right? So we took the Facebook live like concept and we're like, okay, let's put it on a podcast show. And now episode 87 today, which is awesome, right? Thank you, Mike, for being yeah, our you. guest, number 87. Uh, and that completely like changed. Which within two weeks, we were in front of the eyes of our perfect audience, right? In front of the eyes of our dream client. Within a week, we recoup on sales what, you know, uh, thanks to COVID, oh, wasn't coming anymore, yep. right? And then within a month, we triple sales. And it's been growth ever since because we've been staying on top of mind, doing what we love, connecting with people that are amazing, right? So literally there's no downside <laughs> to publishing, like zero. So you said you've been doing it for a year and you said that it has been an amazing experience. You've grown. I'm sure you're helping, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people with your message every single day. So for those maybe starting, you know, on, on publishing, they heard your story. They heard a little bit of our story. But, like, if they're a business owner, what would you recommend them to do? Uh, well, they got to make a commitment. I keep going back to this. this yes, C love it. To doing it, right? And from there, they need to find someone that can help them. If they don't know what they're doing, that's fine. You don't need to know what you're doing. If you're weak in it, you hire it. So you got to reach out to someone that knows how to do things that you don't know how to do. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, they should go and – Talk to somebody like you if they don't know how to do content, right? If you're interested in getting content, you need to talk to these fellows because these fellows will guide you. And then that way you can focus on what your strengths are, what you should be focused on in your business. And just the, the other thing is just to get started. Just start. Mm. Start a little bit and then add to it each week. Add something else to it. And before you know it, 12 weeks will go by, eight weeks or uh, 18 weeks go by. And before yeah. you know it, a year's gone by. And then you have this big content library that you've created because you just started incrementally adding to it from just starting. Yeah. So I think that's the key is commitment and then finding someone to help you and starting it. Just yeah. get it done. I, I love how, you know, I don't know why. The, the, I think this was a personal belief of mine when I started into this like online marketing world and, and online business. 
that the solutions had to be complicated. I don't know why <laughs> I was looking at what is the longest course on something that I can take, right? That I can learn from. And the more time I spend in this, right? The more I, f I see that it's just simple. Like you can break it down into very simple concepts and put them together. And as long as you're being consistent, you're gonna get a result. And I think the problem there is people being consistent, right? I mean, we saw it ourselves. We had the shiny object syndrome up to here, just jumping from one thing to the mm -hmm. other one uh, and never actually accomplishing anything. It was the same as other business. Like, Mike, we started with a, uh, a sticker company <laughs> and then we went from a t-shirt printing company and then social media marketing, right? We did one-on-one -on -one soccer coaching. We've done lots yeah, of things <laughs> because we were looking for that shiny, quick object, quick win. We didn't have the, uh, I don't know, like the the perseverance to be consistent, right? Stay there day in and day out. And now I feel like we understand that it's being consistent with the simple things, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to go back to commitment if I'm being <laughs> honest and, 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 the, and I'm loving it. Today. Yeah. I love it. You know, mm. but like one thing that I actually wrote in the, in the whiteboard today before or before this call right here was that consistency equals authority, Right. And because I've not we've noticed it, like the more we put ourselves out there, we get more people asking us questions. Right. And and, and talking to us as as an authority kind of inner space. Yep. So yeah. how do people, again, achieve that consistency? I think it's going to come back <laughs> into commitment. Right. But what let, let's put it this way. If it falls into commitment, what can they do to start building the consistency? Well, by the way, when you guys show up and you're consistent with it, people were watching, remember? Mm -hmm. So they see that. And then who are they going to want to work with? People that show up and are consistent all the time? Or are they going to want to work with people that they see once in a while or they don't see at all? Yeah. yeah. So, so when you realize that and realize how important it is to show up and be consistent with something and be reliable, you're showing that before you're working with them. Yeah. Right? Hmm. And, and you realize the power of that and what that can do for your business, then the commitment comes from that. And then confidence comes after that. So we could really be talking about three C's today, right? Yeah. Commitment, right? Commitment, yep. uh, confidence is, comes from the, the, the results from the commitment and consistency. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the best order would be. Commitment, consistency, and then confidence. Probably, and, yeah. Uh, so we could talk about the three C's. I mean, that's, that's what it really comes down to. And if you're in a business right now and you're not doing any of this stuff and you're just going about the same things every day and you're going back to your job and you're like, yeah, I need to get some content out. But then you go back to the next day and do the same thing over and over again. You're destined for the same results or worse. You're eventually going to come down. So yeah, you have yeah. to give up something or you have to change something if you want change. And you want to make things better and take things to the next level. you got to be willing to do that. If you're yeah. not, then you're just going to be stuck. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, I see the, the three C's that you mentioned right now. I think it's pretty cool because I feel like they build up onto each other, right? Uh, commitment cool. at first. Like, that's the first thing you got to have when you commit. And then the consistency comes once you are fully committed and once because and this last one, I think we've lived special in the last two months, which is the confidence, like the confidence comes after you are being consistent every time. Of day. And you and you said it before, right? At first, you're going to be, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. And then 100 episodes in 100 videos in, you're going to be like. I don't even care anymore. Like, this is awesome. You know, I'm having a good time putting my message there. And when you, 
I guess when you have the image of the people, when you, when you can see your impact, that's the other thing. When you can see your impact in others, that just keeps motivating, just keeps, you know, yeah. lighting your fire within you. Hey, Mike, you you obviously are building amazing businesses around this, right? You've already done it. We chatted a bit before off camera on the things that you've done. And one of the topics that we chat here often is how do you get a frictionless sale, right? Like when I first started, I thought it was, hey, let me go out and convince this guy that this is what they need, right? And uh, after that, it was it was hell, right? Because like they will like leave. I would like, like it, it's just horrible. Do you, do you believe there's actually something that is frictionless sale? And if you do, how do you get it? The R word, relationships. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you just have to build relationships. You, you, you know, I'm a people builder, right? People building is my company. Uh, people building is something that I feel like I'm a people builder at heart, but you build people and you build relationships with people. And that's where it starts and stems from. And, you know, that's where I've seen the most frictionless sales is when you yeah. have a relationship with people. And a relationship could be something that you develop in five minutes. Yep. A relationship starts when you introduce yourself to someone. That's when a relationship starts. Now, there's different levels of relationships and different depths of relationships. Yeah. However, your relationship starts right after the introduction. And what happens after that introduction is going to dictate whether you have a friction, frictionless sale or not. Yeah. Because your intentions, your intentions should be on, okay, how can I develop this relationship? Absolutely. Right. And if that's your intentions, you're going to have a frictionless sale. If your intention is, how can I sell this person and make a buck off of them? That's going to come through and it's not going to, it's not going to work. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's what it's all about. It's relationships and how you develop those. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. I'm, Mike, I'm mind blown. Yeah. Mike, thank but, you, dude. Like we, we, we've covered so much of the commitment, obsession, <laughs> taking action. The three C's is probably my big takeaway here. And we have somebody in the comments putting commitment, consistency, content, confidence. The four C's, I guess we'll just like slide content <laughs> in there. She's awesome. Uh, what, Mike, what is a quick action point that somebody can do today to move that needle forward, right? I think we've said plenty, but like, if you have to like summarize it, you know, one, we call them uh, golden boulders here in this show, no golden nuggets, because they're massive, right? Like what's something that somebody can do today to to move forward? You got to start thinking big and do the, do the exercise, like go somewhere where it's quiet, take time for yourself. You have mm. to take time for yourself. Too many people are just going through the motions every day and then yeah, yeah. they don't really take time for themselves. So one, take time to yourself and really go through the exercise of finding out what you want in life. Because yeah. whatever you're thinking is going to attract to you. And if you're not thinking the right things, you're going to attract the wrong things. Yeah. So I think that you take time to do that exercise where you really find out what you want with no limitations. Don't think small. Think of something. What would move the needle? What would, what would be big enough that you would sacrifice some of the things that are holding you back? The mm. obstacles that are holding you back. What would remove the obstacles? Yeah. And that's where you start. And once you have those things, you need to write them down at least at least once a day, probably two times a day, mm. morning when you wake up and go when prior to going to bed. And and by the way, I give credit, I got that from Grant. Um, but it works and it's yeah. magic. It just just works. So being committed to that every single day and reminding yourself, and then that helps you make those simple decisions of either going away from your goal or going towards your goal. That's where to start. There's no other where to start. No other, no other place to start because if you try to start somewhere else and you don't have this foundation, yeah, you're not going to be successful. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. That's awesome. You know, uh, hashtag vulnerable moment right now. <laughs> uh, dude, Mike, I appreciate this because 
you know, part of us, we, we grew up as soccer players. Like, we, my, my brother got the chance to play in Europe. He came here on a soccer scholarship. I came here on a soccer scholarship. I actually made a professional team, and, like, right at the end when the season was about to start, they got me off the team. And for me, that was, like, that was my dream as a kid, right? Everything I would do, I, I, I think they were pre pretty binary decisions. Does, is this going to take me to be a soccer player? Yes, okay, I'll do it. No, okay, I won't do it, right? And I think since I lost that dream, it has been very difficult for me to build up another one on top of that one, right? Um, so I do, I appreciate it because I will definitely take my time. I mean, I know what I want with the business, right? But I mentioned before in my personal yeah. life, I still don't know yet, right? What I, what I fully want. So I will definitely take your action point. I will <laughs> take some time for myself and think big and come up with some incredible, some incredible goals. Love it. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I will for sure. To Mike, to kind of wrap things up, uh, I think this is my favorite question in the whole show. Where will you be if you did not publish? Where would I be if I didn't publish? Uh, probably still just doing on the grind with the mortgage business that we have and, and just getting by and not exceeding and excelling and raising my team to another level, which is not really negotiable to me anymore. My job is to make the mm. leads for my team easier to sell and hotter, make their job easier um, and make, make their lives easier. That's yeah. my job. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's not an option. It's, it's, it's my duty to do that. And when I've realized that, then you don't stop putting the content out. You don't stop trying to get known. You don't stop trying to blow up and make things easier for your team. That's so awesome. Wow. I, I just want to highlight this for the audience listening, watching Mike is setting up his team. Like, this is so wonderful. It's, you know, it's not just about the amount of content that goes out. Like, obviously, yes, the attention. But at the end of the day is to create the impact and help his his team yeah. members. The, the, the image that comes to mind is that famous image of the leader, you know, that is like two, two different images. One is like the team, like kind of like carrying something that the leader is standing on top. The boss, the boss, and not the, boss, the leader. Yeah, yeah, the boss. And then the other one is the boss helping the team, right? You know, carry everything, all the weight in their shoulder. Mike, you're that guy helping them carry all the weight <laughs> in front of them. You know, hey, let's go. Let's do this. Um, yeah, I'm, dude, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all your stories and all your, your wisdom. Absolutely. Man. Appreciate that, you. That was Thanks awesome, man. That, thank you for letting me come on here and do that. I, I love to express gratitude. Uh, any opportunity I get to share, man. And I, I just uh, want to thank both of you. Awesome, thank man. You. Where can people find you, man? Where can people connect with you? Uh, learn more about you and what you do. Yeah. Instagram is the best, probably at Mikey C rock M I K E Y C R O C. I have a book coming out this year. It's yes. called rocket fuel. And I want everybody to get a copy of that. And so, uh, when you, when it does come out and the presale starts, you will see that through Instagram. So get up with me there, DM me, let me know about your setbacks. And, and if you need help with that, or, or you want to turn things into rocket fuel, need to help with that, uh, uh, share that with me on, on, uh, on Instagram, DM me or tag me in your stories. Absolutely. man. thank you for yeah. sharing that guys. Go check him out on Instagram. His content is fill rocket fuel is, is full of full. Wow. That was full bad. Of rocket fuel. I was going to say fire, rocket fuel, whatever. <laughs> it's just amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how we connected. Mike, I appreciate you, man, taking the invite to come onto the show. Yeah. I got, I, I need to point this out that your Instagram handle is Mikey. 
I love it. Just, just yeah. yeah. Back to back to the origins. <laughs> back to the roots. Yeah. <laughs> to Mike, uh, don't leave yet. We gotta say the Hispanic goodbye. But with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Beast Bros Co. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, don't forget to share it and and leave a five star review. See ya. Bye.